whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to the Baladins Live podcast. I have prepared for you a special uh, treat, a special series of mini episodes that I'm going to share throughout next five weeks and which will be dedicated specifically for the business side of our industry and specifically for performers, whoever wants to start performing uh, professionally in their cities. And yes, it is dedicated as a celebration of my launch of my new uh, business course. So I will be playing throughout next five weeks, I will be playing some of the lectures from uh, this course, business course for ballet dancers, everything about gigs. The entire course includes 111 lectures. So <laughs> today you will hear just one of them and their duration really differs and you will even see in our mini-series of the next, throughout next five weeks, you'll see the episodes will be very different starting from like 10 minutes long up to, well, in the course the longest lecture is two hours long. So when I say everything about gigs, I literally mean everything that I could have thought about uh, to share from my knowledge and from my own experience of being a full-time belly dance performer in a non-Arabic uh, city, relying entirely on performing at weddings, restaurants, dealing with all sorts of clients, uh, and putting all my knowledge, discoveries, experience, uh, some tips and life hacks, let's say, for dancers, everything literally inside this course. The entire course is for uh, dancers who want to start dancing professionally and get paid for their performances. So we're not talking about performing at festivals or student half less or just for the sake of performing. It's specifically for those who actually want to transform it into career, full-time or part-time, that doesn't matter. But this course will help you uh, build a solid dance career, focusing on local gigs in your city. By the end of the course, you will know literally all ins and outs of being a successful ballet dance performer, starting from where to get clients, how to promote your services, how much to charge, how to put together an actual program, which is different from performing one or two dances at Student Half Love Festival. You actually will be able to apply all these new tools uh, right away while you're still going uh, through the course. Because it's not the course that you watch once and forget, it's actually the course that probably you may want to refer and use throughout a couple of years of your experience of trying to figure out all this logistics and all these aspects of being a ballet dance performer. But I actually talk not about theory and how it's supposed to be. I'm literally in the course sharing actual examples of what I 
used in my own practice, starting from contracts and uh, example of contract that you can use to template answers to the most common requests, emails, questions, uh, uh, variations of business card design, breaking down all nuances of my website, which I think for me was one of the key elements why I at some point got to the level that I was able to sustain a full-time ballet dance career. But everything always starts in our heads and with our mindset. So this is the topic that I also started the entire course with. The first section is only dedicated to the mindset and approaching dance now as a business activity and career, full-time or part-time, regardless of that. And this is also what our first episode of this mini-series is dedicated to. So let's just dive in. Keep in mind this is actual lecture from the course, so I may sometimes refer to other aspects <laughs> from the course there. But if you want to take a look at the actual course, I of course will include link in the show notes. Uh, take a look, see there are more free previews for you, some other resources that I share uh, there and enjoy and good luck with your performance career. This course will address uh, dancers who are either are already a, a dance performers, full-time or part-time, or dancers who would love to become a dance performers. And by performers, I mean specifically dancers who would love to uh, get payment for their shows, like from shows like um, weddings, restaurant gigs, uh, corporate events, or anything like that. Uh, so it's uh, people who uh, want to uh, address dance as their job. It doesn't need to be a full-time job or the only job that you have. It can be just a side gig or part-time job, but it's something that you definitely would approach or would love to start approaching as one of your uh, professional activities. And in this, uh, our first introductory, almost introductory <laughs> by the field lecture, I would love to talk about the subject why in this case it is important to think about dance as a business, not just art. The obvious answer is uh, because you want to get money out of it. <laughs> But in reality, um, there are two ways on how to do it. And uh, there are two types of performers, according to my classification. Uh, there are performers whom I call uh, passive performers, and there are performers whom I call uh, active performers. There is nothing wrong with uh, either of these types of performers, and uh, the difference is just how they approach their dance uh, career, dance goals, and also like what results uh, they're getting uh, out of it. So the passive performers, uh, or sometimes I can call them also free flow or letting it be <laughs> performers, typically it's dancers who invested um, really a lot of time, most likely, and very possibly almost all their time, at least until up to this point, they invested specifically in their training, in crafting their dance skills, technique, musicality, uh, knowing the history, culture, and all that stuff that is so important and so necessary uh, for us uh, to grow into professional uh, dancers, into mature dancers. 
and definitely is important for absolutely everyone. But basically what happened, they invested all their time into um, only into their training and now they're kind of just waiting around for gigs to appear, uh, for customers somehow to find and call them, for money just, just to come somehow. It's basically Typically, uh, dancers who believe that just being a good, really good skilled uh, dancer is already enough uh, for their uh, professional uh, career uh, to, to grow and develop. It's uh, people who rely uh, usually or hope that uh, maybe at some point my teacher or my dance friend to will recommend uh, refer someone to me or hopefully event organizers somehow will uh, will find me maybe by the calling of their heart or like by some lucky uh, chance or just by me being around uh, very often uh, the statement uh, or belief like oh i'm the artist uh, not a salesperson is uh, is the main excuse of why life is so difficult and why uh, nicely paid gigs are so uh, rare. Uh, usually these dancers, they are very resistant about uh, thinking about selling the art, uh, selling their dance and even th this idea of like selling, like it's not in their uh, nature, they are refusing to even work with this idea and usually it's dancers who uh, typically accept uh, gigs that are 100% uh, meet their own expectations of what the gig uh, should look like and uh, really not investing much time into um, working out uh, with their offer from the business point of view of the offer. Another type of performance, which I mentioned, is uh, uh, active performers. So the difference uh, with active performers, the main difference is that they're not waiting for gigs to appear somehow, uh, for those gigs opportunities. They're actually creating actively and proactively uh, those uh, opportunities. They understand the rules of promotion and uh, uh, selling and marketing their business, they are accepting it, they are not uh, resistant, they are ready to work with uh, clients and their expectations, but they know how to lead it in a professional way and how to make the end result be satisfying for themselves as artists, but also how to make uh, clients be uh, happy. It's um, dancers who, instead of complaining on how life is uh, difficult, they invest in their energy into uh, crafting and improving all sides of their dance activities, which includes dance skills, training, presentation, but also includes selling, promotion, all logistics, all those uh, business aspects. Uh, they, uh, the main difference between um, active and passive performers is that active performers, they take responsibility 
for uh, the uh, dance career they have right now. They don't blame anyone else around or any circumstances for the dance life they have uh, at this point or the, the, they want to have uh, in the future. They take actions uh, to get there. They are not afraid of competition. They know their strength and they know how to transform into a one-time client into a... Um, loyal lifetime customer who will not only come back specifically to hire them but also will bring more clients by referring them to their friends or whoever asks um, them about. It's uh, um, also performers who make it easy for clients and event organizers to uh, to find them uh, and uh, it's basically a People who accepted both and understand there is both sides of dance if we approach dance as a professional activity. There is artistic side and there is business side. So the question now is what type of performer would you like to be? And as I mentioned before, there is nothing wrong with either of these uh, approaches or types of performance. And there are passive performers who are also successful in their dance uh, goals and uh, dance activities. So again, there is nothing uh, wrong with that. But you also need to understand uh, that there is a big um, role of luck in that approach. And you may get lucky and really get very successful and fulfill all your dreams, or you may not get that lucky. And if you don't take any extra uh, actions, basically you will get stuck in that situation. And I also want to clarify one thing right away. Dance life, professional dance life, is not easy by definition. I don't want to create an illusion that, oh, just do this number of steps, like follow this guide and uh, you will reach success. Or it will be so easy and like smooth and no problems or no like uh, any extra surprises here and there. Like, no, it's not like that. There's no miracles like that. Dance life is difficult by definition. There is a certain level of uncertainty, which sounds a bit funny, certain level of uncertainty but that's true it's the nature of this kind of profession there is certain level of physical and emotional uh, pressure on artists like no discussions it's not easy if you're looking to for the way to uh, easy way to get uh, to get money i would recommend maybe consider something else <laughs> um but there are many dancers, passionate dancers, who dream about becoming professional active performers who make their life even more difficult by uh, ignoring or simply refusing to think and use the whole set of tools and skills that can bring them one step closer to their uh, dreams, to their dream level of uh, success. And I'm talking here specifically about a set of business tools and skills because we have a lot of attention as dancers on our training as a dancers, as a skilled performers. But typically we are very... Um, reluctant to think about business side of it. And I know that there is a sort of 
stigma or I would say certain level of shame about putting these two words together, money and art, uh, uh, dance and sales. And I know even you may be now right now listening, you may kind of feel some clicking inside you, some tension, like some resistance about even thinking or accepting it. And uh, that's totally uh, normal. But I think this is, in many cases, is one of the main blocks uh, for many very talented uh, dancers who cannot reach a success in professional level. And I'm not talking just about artistic fulfillment or artistic success. I'm also talking here about professional financial, including financial success of uh, uh, approaching dance as a professional activity, as the job, as the um, source of income, full-time or part-time, doesn't matter. But... Um, there is this uh, statement like the true artist uh, should be, uh, should starve, should be starving. And uh, uh, there is a very comforting excuse <laughs> for sure uh, that you can use too for your uh, possibly lack of current success and uh, um, excuse of why uh, there is this uh, resistance about thinking about selling art that this approach that oh once i start um thinking about art as a business or start thinking about selling the art it will kill the nature of art suddenly i will stop to be the artist that's a very comforting uh, sort of excuse but did you actually question if that has to be like that if that statement is actually true especially in 21st century with all the opportunities and possibilities. I truly believe that that does not have to be like that. That there is a way to uh, put together the artistic fulfillment and staying true to yourself and to your art and make a decent living out of your art. And one thing that I for sure uh, want you to take with you, even if you decide, like, for whatever reason, not to continue this course, but I really want you to take this with you. There is no shame in actively promoting your art. There is no shame in approaching dance as a business. There is no shame in asking for a high-level, appropriate level of payment for your skills. There is no shame in wanting to live out of your dance art. In fact, all those things mean that you actually do care about your art. You do care about is its respectability, you do care about high level of appreciation of your art and you do care about spreading awareness among a general audience. I know it uh, can be very uh, tough <laughs> to right away switch if you were um, thinking about art and money and selling your art in a completely different way to switch uh, your mind like right away into it or like just by watching like this one video clip or anything like that but I want you at least try you don't need to 
do it or to commit to, to switch, but at least try to think about selling your dance art as a way of popularizing your dance art among general audience who otherwise may have not even know or discover about the true essence of this dance form and just still be in their world of stereotypes around what is the dancer and what is specifically ballet dance and, and all that. You as a professional dancer have opportunity and I also believe have responsibility to discover this art form from its true side to the general audience. And the last note that I also want to um, mention here in this uh, lecture is uh, also there is no shame in not knowing how to do things, specifically how to approach your uh, dance from the business point of view. There is absolutely no shame in it. Very possibly that up till this moment you invested all your energy specifically in your training and your because we start ballet dance any kind of dance we start as a, a hobby it becomes our passion we fall in love with it and we want to um, uh, grow and babysit this passion and craft it in as many uh, possible ways as uh, possible. But then suddenly we decide, oh, but now I want to be a professional dancer. I want to uh, either have it as a side gig, side activity, or actually become a full-time dancer. But we never really invested time in learning, okay, what is the side business side of this uh, dance world. And of course, there can be uh, like now some resistance or confusion or like it's normal to be lost in all those questions and, and topics. That's totally normal and there is no shame in it. I just really want you to encourage, don't push it away. Don't uh, resist accepting the business side of this uh, subject and don't hide under all those very comforting excuses that I mentioned early in this video. Uh, there are a whole set of tools and skills that can make your professional uh, dance life way easier and uh, help it to develop way faster than uh, just waiting around and uh, hoping for the luck to bring uh, you all the things that you dream about. Um, all those tools and skills, then don't think that they are scary. <laughs> no, this is just tools and skills and they're all learnable. They're, you can all develop them, you can learn, you can implement and use and understand them. There is nothing scary in that. It's just a matter of doing the first step and actually uh, deciding that, okay, I fully accept and realize there is artistic now side of the uh, dance form that I love, but also there is a business side of it because I want to make it as my professional activity.
If you are like me, at some point you felt that belly dance was more than just a hobby. You actually wanted to do it all the time and maybe even get paid for it, like performing at restaurants or weddings. I've been there and I know how frustrated you may be not even knowing where to start, how to make it happen, where to get clients, how to transform this dream into reality. That's why I've created a special step-by-step -step guide to help you launch and grow your solo performance career at local gigs in your area. This step-by-step -step guide is 18 pages of my suggestions on what to do first and in which order to make your transition into a professional dance world smooth and successful. And you can receive it for free. Yes, absolutely free. Simply check the link in the show notes to this episode or visit yanadance.com guide to receive the step-by-step -step guide and start building your professional dance life already today. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.